Well, good day to you. This is Brad Zockel, and I sure do appreciate the fact that you've been able to come along with me. And as we are talking about the God of heaven, you are listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast. And boy, it has been an exciting week. We got a return a notice from the publishing firm telling us that the What is Heaven All About book has been moving at a brisk pace. And I'm really so happy about that because, see, I have the book right here. If you open it up, you know, this is nothing about an anecdote about me or my favorite hobbies or anything like that because that's irrelevant. But it has uh, within here some of the most asked questions that I've had through the different social media ministries that I have through Instagram or on Facebook or on TikTok and um, YouTube Live, as a matter of fact a number of them. And so I put those into book form in the first of seven books. And this one here, just taking a look at the table of contents, here's some of the uh, questions that you have that uh, we go to the scripture to look for the answers. Won't heaven get boring after a trillion years? Or will we spend the afterlife in heaven or on the new earth? Or chapter four, does God really want us in heaven? Or chapter six, do Christians go to heaven immediately when they die? Or uh, chapter 9, is there no night in heaven? Or chapter 10, will Christians answer for their sins in heaven? And uh, in the back part, there is an actual workbook with scripture for you to be able to dissect and use for a Bible study. And so I'm very, very happy that this has been well received. And when uh, the CFO of our ministry, Rob, uh, wrote me and said, listen, we have just, you know, we have an amazing answer on the sale of the book, and I hope that this can help you out. You know, the purchase helps our ministry, and we really do appreciate, but moreover, you're getting answers to the questions that you've had about heaven. Book two should be out, oh, let's see, this is the beginning of March. This is March 2nd as I'm talking right now. It should be ready by the end of the month. We should have it if you want to put this term on the shelves or are ready for Amazon uh, ordering or as I travel to the different conferences, they will be there on the tables. And if this could help you, in the second book, it's called Heaven, the Adventure Begins. And it will be more questions along with a very, very, I'm going to keep it a secret now, but a very, very powerful section about someone who faced death and was just a shining beacon of truth about the scripture, about the God of heaven. So now what we're talking here today I want to share with you in a few minutes another name for God. When we are talking about this God of heaven, we're talking about the adventure to come. We're taking a look at uh, who this heavenly father is. God delights in calling us, in us calling him uh, our father. And he says in Revelation 21, 3, he loves our presence so much that he's going to come and live on the new earth, which is the final place in the presence of God for the believers of all ages and all times and all cultures and all races and all people groups. He'll be with God and he will dwell with them and they with him. Jeremiah 31.3 aptly states this, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Lamentations chapter 3 reminds us that his mercies are new every day. So what else can we know? We find that this amazing God wants to delineate his name into different descriptives so that we may understand him better. So when I'm looking at this, I go over to 2 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 27, 
And it says this, 2 Samuel 7 and verse 27, it tells us directly, For you, Lord of hosts, Yahweh Tzabal, God of Israel, have revealed to your servant, saying, I will build you a house. Therefore has your servant found in his heart to pray this prayer unto you. So what does he say? He calls him the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabal. You go over to Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 24. It is used again. Therefore says the Lord, Yahweh Sabal, the mighty one of Israel, ah, I will ease me of my enemies. Go over to Isaiah chapter 14. For I will rise up against them, says the Lord of hosts, which we would call Yahweh Sabal. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 13. Behold, is it not Yahweh Sabal, the Lord of hosts, that the people shall labor in the very fire and the people shall weary themselves for their vanity? Haggai chapter 2 and verse 6. For thus says Yahweh Sabal, the Lord of hosts. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 5. God on the throne there. And then Isaiah says, Then said I, Woe is me, I am undone, because I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the king, Yahweh Sabal, the Lord of hosts. Now, when you see these words together, you're going to see this over 285 times in the Bible. This word for Yahweh, as you know, we've talked about this before, the powerful, powerful, high and holy name of the Lord, meaning the self-existent one. Now, it can also mean, as, it, as you see it, in Hebrew, hava, that means to be, to become, or even to become known. So not only can you find out from the Hebrew word, is he self-existent, but also intimated in the Hebrew is that he's existent and he wants to be made known. He wants to reveal himself. Then you go to sabal. Sabal. It looks like if you're going to write it in English transliteration, you can spell it S-A-B-A-O-T-H. It looks like it says sabaoth, but it's sabal. This means armies. This means hosts. When you take a look at it, you will find it as it's being referred to many times in your translation. It might say this says the Lord of hosts, and somebody says, okay, well, this is like, you know, you're talking about a hosting, a, a home being a good host. No, the term means the army. See, when you're looking at, in Luke, you're looking at the nativity story, and it says, and then there appeared a multitude, a host of heaven. This is not talking about these are very nice uh, angels that are laying out dinner trays for you. No, this is talking about an army. It's a very powerful word. You could actually call it the Lord of Armies uh, on there. And what you see when you look at, for example, you know, Psalm 84 and verse 3, it says this, Yea, the sparrow has found a house and a swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young, even your altars, Yahweh Sabah, my king and my God. It's talking about the one who gets e even to the smallest animal is sovereign all over. Psalm 24, verses 9 and 10. Lift up your heads, gates. Even lift them up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come. And who is this king of glory? Yahweh Sabah. He is the king of glory. Then it finishes with Selah, 
which uh, in different terms, it can mean take a pause in this song, or as some Bible scholars would say, it could reference to think about what you just said. And it's very, very powerful. We serve a God who is introducing himself as the king of all. The king is totally sovereign over everything. And I talked about this this morning in one of my online classes when we go to Psalm 37 and verse 5. Commit your way unto Yahweh. Trust in him and he will bring it to pass. If you commit your way to him, he's going to take control. That is instituting Yahweh Sabao. Lord, you are in charge of my life. You're in charge of my physical health. You're in charge of my mental well-being. You're in charge of my career, the house that I live in, the food that I partake of. Lord, you can have it all. See, a lot of people will think that just in giving the Lord uh, ownership, this just means in material possessions. You can have my writing uh, material, you can have my car, you can have the front lawn, and you can have uh, the clothes that I purchase. But this is much more. Lord, this is my meditative time. Lord, this is my leisure time. And in all things, Lord, I really do want to tell you of 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 31. Whether therefore I eat or drink or whatever I do, and whatever I do means how I raise my children, what I watch on the laptop in my privacy, or what I share with my family on TV as we're all together, how we go to church, uh, which church we go to, how I pray and how I pray with my family. All of these things are given to the Lord. And in a sense, we, as just everyday people, can say this. We can enact and enjoy that same ultimate power from the Lord who is sovereign over all of our words, of the army of words that come out of our mouth, of the multitude of thoughts uh, that, that go through our mind, through the boldness we can have on the, uh, uh, on the battlefield of apologetics when some people were questioning us, and we certainly are instant in season and out of season to be able to stand for the Lord. In all those things, we commit our way to the Lord, and he's going to be in charge of us. And he's going to march us all the way into heaven. We're going to be there as a wonderful family. And I'll remind you, in Revelation chapter 19, we will be part of the victorious army in the battle of Armageddon following Jesus. Great victory. Thank you so much. The word today was, the phrase today, Yahweh Sabaoth. Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of powers. Thank you so much, boy. I appreciate you being with me. And uh, there's just exciting things going along in our Heaven Tour ministry, which we'll share later on. If you can help us out as we're stepping into just unprecedented horizons here, then just please uh, contact us uh, through zulon.org, X-U-L-O-N.org. If you can help in any way, we are a 501c3 corporation, and we'll get you that uh, the tax receipt right away. And just be in prayer for us. Many, many wonderful things going on. Thank you so much. This is Brad Zocco here on the Heaven Tour. God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon.